Going into this show, I knew very little about composting. I just knew that I wanted to start it. I know it sounds a little dumb, but I don't think that I'm the only one that does not know a lot about composting, but knows that there are environmental benefits when we compost. So let's get right into it. Welcome to Fairfax County's EnviroPod. I'm Scott Coco. This is the show where we talk about everything environment here in Fairfax County and especially what the folks from our Department of Public Works and Environmental Services do to protect, maintain, repair, and improve our lives and our environment. Today we're speaking with Christine McCoy from Solid Waste Management with DPWES. Now she's a little bit shy so bear with me as we get her to come out of her shell a little bit to talk about this topic. Welcome, Christine. Thank you, Scott. It's wonderful to be here today. Yeah? Okay. Talk to me a little bit, just big picture overall, before we get to what Fairfax County is doing. Talk to me about composting and what are the benefits of it. And what I also want to get into it is I know a lot of people, especially when you do some research on Internet, about composting. It talks about the benefits of people doing it in their backyards. So I want to talk about the little bit, the differences with those. So tell me about what is composting. Okay. So composting is basically taking organic material, putting it into a pile or a bin of some sort and letting it rot and turn into soil. Um, And the way that we do that typically is by uh, combining materials that are have a carbon source and a nitrogen source. So the carbon types of sources are dry leaves, dead dry leaves, coffee grounds, eggshells, things like that. The nitrogen is the what we call the green stuff. So the, the carbon stuff we call the brown stuff, right? The dead stuff. And then the green stuff is the stuff that's just a little bit more alive, which is your vegetables, uh, your food scraps, and also um, your yard waste, typically, aside from the leaves, right? Okay. And and from what I've read, almost a quarter of the trash that uh, Americans produce is from food scraps it's, and food waste. Yeah. It's actually about a third, about 33% according to the EPA. Wow. So it's quite a large amount. And um, if you think about it this way, we really have three streams. We have trash. Uh, We have our recycling, and then we have our organics, which is our yard waste and our food scraps. So now I know uh, before we get into specifically what the county does, um, when you do some research, whether it's the EPA sites or just simply Googling composting and why it helps, a lot of the information that I have found has really been on people getting the fancy Uh, backyard containers and and composting, which is not what we're going to be doing in the county. But tell me about the differences between what someone would be doing in their backyard and what they'd be doing in this program with the county. Right. So the the backyard composting is a little bit more casual type of uh, process. And um, and sometimes people can get it wrong because what happens typically there is they have a lot of green stuff, and that green stuff overwhelms the brown stuff. So you have to mm-hmm. kind of have a good combination. What it is is actually the ratio for backyard composting is 70% brown stuff, 30% green stuff. So you need to stockpile your brown stuff, like leaves, and that's what I do at home. 
um, to make sure that I have enough of that carbon source to go add into my compost. Because if I only add the nitrogen, it gets soggy and wet and smelly. Right. Right? So that's the reason why you need to do it correctly in the backyard. And, you know, some people just do it really casually. They don't even add food scraps. They just kind of do their yard waste and okay. turn it occasionally. Right. You know, it doesn't require a lot of attention necessarily. When we're talking about what we're doing here uh, with the drop-off program, that material is going to go to a municipal uh, composting facility, <clears throat> one of two facilities, either Prince William County that just started a, a program there with a company called Free State Farms, and they actually built a biodigester. So some of this material is going to go into a biodigester, which will generate methane gas, and it'll be used to generate electricity. Hmm. And then some of it will end up in Prince George's County, and Prince George's County actually was the first uh, jurisdiction in the region that started composting back in 2013. So they basically combined their food scraps with their yard waste in carts, and they collect that, and they bring it to a facility called uh, that's run by Maryland Environmental Services, and that's where they compost their material. And their material is put under um, a tent, uh, a, like a big, uh, I think it's Gore-Tex is the name of the, the, yeah. the brand, but it's yeah. basically under a large tent mm -hmm. that helps it heat up more quickly. I see. So that way it helps process the material more a quickly. faster. Yeah, faster. It heats up that pile really hot. And that's the reason why we can accept the bones and the meats and things like that and dairy that you normally wouldn't you, and you shouldn't compost in your backyard, right, because right. of critters and other things that mm -hmm. might get to it. And also the backyard compost pile doesn't heat up enough to break that stuff down and to also destroy the pathogens that may be, you know, attached to that type of, you know, bones and meat and stuff. Right. So that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. That, that's the real difference is just the <clears throat> the the types of products uh, that you can put in that's from your your uh, your kitchen or your plates or whatever. Um, and then what we're going to be able to do with some of these larger um, professional programs, if you will. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about what we're doing here in the county and what people are going to be able to take from their kitchen, their trash, and plates to be able to add to this to for the pickup program. Tell me about the program. Okay. So first off, we have two drop-off sites uh, at the transfer station and the I-95 landfill. Um, when you go to the transfer station, you come in to uh, the facility and typically people turn to the right. If you look directly to the left, that's going to be where the food scrap enclosure is. It says food scrap composting, a big large sign. Okay. The door is open with a copy of our recycling or compost right fact sheet that basically lists all the things that you should be composting and or not composting. Uh, and then the one at I-95 is you go into the facility to the left of the scales, keep going until you see the lot B sign on your left, turn into that lot, check in with the gate attendant, but basically you're just going to go forward to the end of the lot and it's on the left-hand side, also signed with a food scrap composting sign, very large. So Okay, so I'm in my kitchen making dinner, prepping stuff like that, and... Also, I'm done with dinner. What, what am I going to do? What, what are the best practices that are going to help enrich this program? So um, we definitely want you to take anything that's edible and, and put that into your bin. The other items that you can include is if you use compostable cutlery. 
if you line your bucket that you're collecting your food scraps with a um, a compostable liner, that's okay. We'll take that. Um, and then the other items that we uh, don't mind you putting in is like soiled napkins or paper towels that you use to maybe, you know, wipe your face or, um, you know, some water. But if it has any like... Um, you know, don't use personal hygiene stuff, so no tissues or, you know, toilet paper, anything like that. Just soiled napkins or paper towels. And, again, nothing that, like, for the paper towels, nothing that you've cleaned, used cleaning products with, right? Okay. So okay. stuff like that, it's perfectly acceptable. The other is, you know, people always talk about pizza boxes. And pizza boxes, some facilities say they'll take them. Some people, some, this is in terms of recycling. Mm-hmm. Um, some say they won't. Basically, what I typically do is if the lid is clean, I'll rip the lid off and throw that in my recycling bin and I'll take the, you know, ucky, cheesy, greasy portion right, of it and right. the, chop with it the up. Stain and, on it. Yeah, and yeah. chop it up and put it in my compost bin. Okay. Um, maybe not my backyard compost bin, but I would, I definitely would take it here and drop it off because, okay. again, it's going to go to a very large facility. Okay. So, how, how long has the program in Fairfax been going on and, and what are the plans for it? Yeah, so we just did a soft launch, basically, of these two drop-off facilities, um, and it was for uh, Fairfax Recycles Week, which started um, basically November 16th, mm-hmm. was when we opened the I-66 enclosure, uh, did a ribbon cutting there, and then on the 18th at the I-95 enclosure. And basically, these enclosures have carts in them, just like your regular trash cart. Um, we have a vendor called Compost Crew who is picking those carts up on a weekly basis and then taking them to one of those facilities, either Prince William or Prince George's County. They also do have a smaller facility of their own. I believe it's in partnership with a farm that they operate in Montgomery County. Is this something that, depending how this pilot goes, that they're looking to expand eventually, or who knows what's So right now, uh, the team is looking into other possible drop-off locations and sites, and yes, the idea would hopefully be that we would maybe be able to do a pilot program uh, within the sanitary districts. Those are the the areas that the county serves uh, to do this type of a curbside collection program. Uh, now, the way it works in um, Falls Church, so Falls Church actually started a drop-off program and also a subscription curbside collection program. And that is also in conjunction with Compost Crew. Mm -hmm. So it can be done. And I believe that they help subsidize the program a bit. And then the the participants pay a, a fee, a monthly fee, to help, you know, pay for that service. The compost, um, their different areas are using this professional compost for different and and materials once it's all done. Mm-hmm. So you were mentioning Prince William is using some of it to break down to create methane. Right. And then I'm not sure what they're going to be doing with the compost that they generate or, you know, when they're done with it. Now in um, Prince George's County, they actually, Maryland Environmental Services, that uh, facility turns their material into leaf grow and they sell it. We're also investigating whether it makes sense for us to you know, think about ways to redistribute compost um, from this program. And we've looked into whether or not we can sell it or give it away. Uh, We just haven't determined how we're going to handle that just yet. And this would be a a good soil for gardens, for landscaping, for um, uh, what what other uses are we talking about? 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's very um, healthy, hearty stuff. So it helps with erosion control as well um, if you're trying to establish more uh, new turf. So grass um, or other, you know, plants. It's, it's yeah, it's highly organic uh, material and it helps just reinvigorate your soil. Save from using fertilizers also. Right. It saves from using fertilizers and even pesticides because your plants are going to be hardier and more uh, resistant to pests. Good, good. Mm -hmm. That uh, This sounds like an incredible program, and I, I know a lot of us, you know, that have grown up in uh, suburbia, you know, don't hear about composting very often. I, I know um, it, it's used in more rural areas and different areas people more familiar with, with composting. So um, will I... As a resident, do will I need a special bucket or a bin or a bag? How how, you know? So I've already got um, you know, a bag. I keep my cardboard and newspaper and papers in that I want to send to recycling. I've got a bin for my uh, plastics and uh, uh, and metals, and aluminum, uh, and then I've got my trash. So is this an additional bin that I'm going to have to have? So. Uh, when we have the drop-off program, obviously you're going to need a container to bring it to us, right? Mm -hmm. So there you can pretty much use anything that you'd like, repurpose a container that you have on at home. One of my colleagues took a, a cereal um, type of container, plastic container with a lid that had a little hole in it so that she could just drop stuff in the hole. And then... Um, you know, there are fancier bins that you can buy, which are they're relatively expensive. I mean, I have one that probably costs about $20 that I have sitting on my counter, but it's really nice. And it has like a little air filter kind of thing to keep the smells down. Now, for us, we, we went out and bought just 3.5-gallon paint buckets that we distributed at the launch events. And something as simple as that that has a secure lid that helps to keep the odors and the, you know, fruit flies at bay. Um, that's what we recommend. Other people also take Ziploc bags and put their food waste in those and stick them in the freezer. That way it mm -hmm. helps avoid the smell and the in the fruit fly factor altogether, right? right? Uh, but the only thing with that is we have no problem with that. Just make sure that you dump that bag out into our cart. Don't put the Ziploc bag or right. any plastic right. bags in the carts. No bags. Try to avoid no dropping cutlery, right. you know, right. um, sometimes right. with commercial composting programs at restaurants and things like that. They'll get a lot of loose knives and forks and things. So it's, yeah. Um, how about some of the the more cardboard-like uh, takeout food items you might you might get from takeout or restaurants. So or compostable like that. Um, takeout, the, the the compostable containers we use here at the government center in our cafeteria, those you can absolutely compost. Again, that's paper, right? Well, that's good news. And, it's, uh, and like it might that. be soiled with food, and you're not going to want to put it in your recycling bin because that's not. You know, it can't be recycled with food on it. So that absolutely is um, something that you can include in your in your compost bin is these compost serviceware. Um, and then, yeah, just be careful with the waxed cups and things like that. Probably just throw those away. Right. Um, you know, but if you had like the little sleeve on your Starbucks coffee or whatever you're having, that little sleeve, you could drop that in your compost bin. Sure. As well as your tea, your tea bags. Yep. Um, the... Uh, 
your coffee grounds mm -hmm. and, and and some of the coffee filters, some of like the brown coffee filters. That's something that you can should also be. Do? Yeah, that should be fine. Even the white ones, I think, are fine. Sure. They're bleached, but I don't think that small amount of uh, you know bleach in the, that product would be a problem. So in general, this is just a a a, a good way for us to um, repurpose stuff that doesn't have to go in a landfill. Right. And and it it can serve a environmental purpose and be re and go right back into the environment also. Right. So um, here we don't landfill. Our stuff goes to a waste energy facility, but again, diverting that waste helps make that facility more efficient. Sure. Sure. Uh, interest have has there been any reaction to the program yet so far that you know of or is it just not getting the word out we're just now getting the word out we're about just now getting the word out there is um, some excitement though there was a, a Girl Scout troop uh, leader who just came by today to pick up a, a, a you know some information and there uh, she said there's 11 girls in the troop and they're gonna help try to get younger Girl Scouts to participate in this program as well. So that's great. So we're getting off the ground, you know, with uh, uh, it, it is a, a soft launch, but it, we're getting there. Um, I, I definitely know I-66 is seeing much more um, activity than at I-95. Um, so if we can get some more people down there in the southern part of our sure. county to uh, to help us out and bring us their food scraps, that's great. I do realize that sometimes going to these facilities is slightly intimidating, but, you know, we're trying to improve them as much as possible. Also, we have really friendly staff, so if you ever have any questions, you just ask a staff person to help I don't think so, out. and I've said this on the podcast <laughs> before. When I moved, I took a tons of stuff there, and and I got glass in my car right now that I got to take to my purple bin on 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 my way out. And um, I I I think people are getting used to those places. And certainly, if there's more pickup locations throughout the county, that's always good. Um, mm -hmm. Big county, so West Ox and I-95 may not be um, as convenient for someone in, you know, McLean or you know something like that. So, uh, but I, I think it's easier than people think to. to work with these recycling. Um, certainly household hazardous waste is something that uh, I've been to a number of times, people doing all their projects and painting and, and have their fats, oils, and grease and stuff like that. So um, I, I think this is a, a great program. Um, is, is it something that, and, and again, just your opinion, um, that DPWES can look at talking to like grocery stores and restaurants and stuff like that? Some of the uh, cafet you know, even just school cafeterias where there are, you know, people that are having higher volume than just someone in their house and their kitchen. Mm -hmm. But some of these higher volume areas um, where there are kitchens, are, are, is, is that something that the county's looking to talk to the, those folks about? Absolutely. So um, let me back up by saying that uh, so this composting stuff has kind of come to fore in the last 10 years or so, mm -hmm. again, with Prince George's uh, establishing their facility. And then so some small companies have popped up to kind of fill that niche. Um, and they were focused a lot on restaurants and larger generators, businesses. Um, Compost Crew, for example, um, serves mom's organic markets. Oh, yeah. And also... Um, there's a church um, that they also are involved with, and they also have um, – oh, they're also working with Food for Others. So 
One of the things that we realize about cafeterias typically is sometimes they don't really generate as much food scrap as you might think because mm -hmm. the food prep is done elsewhere. Oh, I see. Sometimes, yeah. So that's what's happening there. Um, we did, I think, make a foray into trying to do some here uh, with the contractor. It somehow didn't work out, but we'll probably be able to make that happen at some point. The other thing to think about is um, the Fairfax uh Employees for Environmental Excellence actually started a program here at the Government Center last year using another vendor called Veteran Compost. And Veteran Compost actually has been serving the Department of Public Works Environmental Services annual picnic for the last five years since, um, since I've been here. So, uh, yeah, so there's these companies and they are doing their very best. We do have a lot of, um, there's also a traditional hauler uh, that serves the giant food stores and we Oh, understand that actually most of that that stuff goes to feed animals in Pennsylvania oh, and wow. farms in Pennsylvania so you know there's a hierarchy of how we also deal with food scraps and obviously we want to feed humans first animals and then we want to try and compost as much as we possibly can to you know regenerate and refresh our soils and put that back where it's supposed to be right and getting <laughs> back into and we you know say it over and over again the three R's right reduce reuse, recycle. And even with your bins, I think this is finding bins and finding different ways to use that item that you can't throw away or is it not best to you find a way to reuse it, use that for your food scraps, maybe in your kitchen, you know, a, a nice plastic container, use that in your kitchen, then that take it to a, a larger one to dump out. That way you're reusing things. And so yeah. that's something that I'm trying to teach my kids and, and remind myself to do. I'm always not perfect about it. But this is why I like this podcast is, is you can learn a lot of these tips and techniques that, that, uh, that help you. But certainly, you know, how guilty do you feel when something, when you're throwing that food item that doesn't go away and just throwing it in the garbage and, and if there's a way to get some benefit out of that, I think that's fantastic. So a couple other tips for um, what, you know, you can use to put your food scraps in. You could also, you, you know, double bag a, a brown paper bag or mm -hmm. use a yard waste paper bag. Uh, those are perfectly acceptable and those can be composted also. Um, one of the things I was suggesting is when I talked about the pizza boxes, you can just dump some food waste in your pizza box too and bring that to us oh, and yeah. put it in the car too, right? So... Um, yeah, there's a lot of creative ways to uh, to divert these food scraps. And, now, and I we would... all have more and more Amazon boxes around than ever before. Why does <laughs> right? Well, we want you to recycle those I because I'm, I'm, cardboard I'm... boxes are actually the second most recycled material in the world, after steel. Oh, great! Yeah, great! Yeah, I I uh, I keep every single one of those. So, <laughs> um, I, so is there anything I've missed? I, I know we wanted to. This is this is new, and I'm hoping that we get. Uh, get to talk about this more as this grows. Um, let's talk about, again, just as a reminder as we wrap up, things that we want to get into the composting system. Uh, just as a reminder. Any, you know, so if I'm cutting my vegetables, you know, stems of stuff, as I'm peeling potatoes and uh, peeling my grapefruit, all of that stuff can go. All that stuff um, Is can there go. anything that you think you might be able to put in that you really shouldn't? So one of the things that we talked about is um, you talked about fogs, fats, oils, and greases. Now, if you cook food in fat, oil, or grease, it's fine. That food can go into the compost bin. Just don't dump your olive oil or your 
fogs into the bin, those that should be taken back to the household hazardous waste drop-off site where we do have a collection for cooking oil. Okay. So, yeah, that's the thing we want to avoid is that's that would kind of hamper the composting process. So we don't want do not want those want those in there. And Correct. we've mentioned a lot of things just as a reminder, the um certainly bags uh, it, uh um some of the papers that that go with right. with cooking um you know so that that's really interesting that we're able to So get the other thing I was going to mention is paper plates are fine too. And you know when I mentioned that the um that the oh coffee filters were bleached yeah if it's a bleached paper i'm sorry paper towel or napkin or whatever that is fine too um you know they just basically took the extra step of making it white because for some reason that seems pure <laughs> people <laughs> like white napkins and paper towels right so but um those are fine again just make sure that you're not you know nothing that you blew your nose in or you know whatever um or cleaned up your you know your countertop with like you know bleach or anything like okay. that right okay right that I have learned so much. Um, how do, how how long have you been uh, with the Public Works? So I've been with the county for five years, but I have actually been in this industry for twenty five years. So I've I've been around. I've worked for uh, uh, local jurisdictions. I've worked for private uh, entities and also trade association. And I also used to work for the National Recycling Coalition. So wow, I've been around. Well, how'd you get into that? Oh, well, I was a Peace Corps volunteer in the Commonwealth of Dominica. It's a small wow. island. It's about the same size as Fairfax County, wow. it turns out, but it's much more mountainous. So I lived in a, vo- a small village where we had a dumpster, and people would take their trash and put bring it to the dumpster. And the people who would come pick it up, instead of taking it the two-hour drive to the landfill, would take it to the top of the hill and dump it in the ocean. So that kind of sparked my interest in trash, and here I am today. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I always ask. I, I like to get to know the people and how they get in certain positions, and I, I find it fascinating with all the different folks that we've talked to. They all have an interesting story and certainly a, a community and civic engagement as part of their entree into the jobs that they do for DPWES and with the county. It is really fascinating. Um, I really appreciate you coming in and your time and your patience, us getting this kicked off today. And uh, certainly what you do and teaching us a little bit about composting. We're going to have you back to talk about how the program's doing in a few months. So, that sounds great. Um, I really appreciate your time. Uh, where can folks get more information about this program? They can go to fairfaxcounty.gov. We have a search engine in the upper right hand corner. Type in food scraps, and the information should come up. And there's also information online about backyard composting as well. And we recommend that you do that first because guess what? If you leave it at your house, we don't have to manage it, and it costs nothing, right? So there's that. <laughs> okay. A good PSA there. Um, and, but, however, you know, that can't take care of some of the scraps. Correct. So the That's- meats, the bones. Yep. Uh, and dairy. That's right. But there are other great uses for it. So Absolutely. Both have their benefits. Find out the differences. We've talked about some of them today. Uh, do your research. And uh, we really appreciate it. So thank you again for telling us how to get more information on it and all about this program. I'm going to be looking a lot more into it myself. So that's it for this episode of Fairfax County EnviroPod. If you want to hear more, you can find us at fairfaxcounty.gov podcast. 
uh, and of course the DPWES website for a lot more information. And again, this podcast is on iTunes, SoundCloud, any of the podcast formats you can find us on, as well as Fairfax County's uh, other podcasts. There's lots of them out there. Um, And so if you have any questions or comments or an idea for the topic to be discussed on this show, you can email swpdmail at fairfaxcounty.gov or call 703-324-5821. And again, thanks to Irene for setting all this up. She continues to get us great content and to get the word out about this show. That's it for this episode of EnviroPod. I'm Scott Coco. We'll talk to you next time.